Hi, I'm Steph. And I'm the G-Man. And we're here in front of the Spotify, Spotify building for World Trade Center. And we're here to tell you about the BS show with Stephanie and G-Man. So if you like comedy, you got to watch our show or listen to our podcast. Alan, why should they listen to a Spotify podcast? Why shouldn't they? We're originators. We're not duplicators. Everything's original. We don't copy anybody. We don't pick on anybody. Uh, we change the names to protect the guilty. That's right. And if you don't like it, it's up your what? Take a rubber hose, stick it up your nose or any place else you want to put it. So take us along with you. Take us in the car. Take us on patrol. Take us to the bathroom. Take us in the crapper. It might loosen the load. So keep it locked here. Check out our show on Spotify because we are the new kids in town. So the boys are back in town. Jackie Hand says... The boys are back in town. Yes, Chinatown. The only BS you'll ever need in your life is the BS show with Stefan the G-Man. Guess who just got back today? The wild-eyed boys that had been away. Haven't changed, had much to say. Depressed, anxious, suffer from PTSD, maybe you'd like better brain and memory support, or perhaps just be in a better mood. Well, if that's you, then congratulations, you've taken the first steps toward Atma Prema, Sanskrit for unconditional self-love. Supreme Micros has formulated the most advanced protocol for your immunity, longevity, and peace of mind. A proprietary blend of 13 of the highest vibrationally sourced organic mushrooms available anywhere. And in addition, baby pine needle sprouts. A supreme formula for everyone. SupremeMicros.com. Order today and start on your road to unconditional self-love.
since passed away who was like a brother to me growing up and uh, his wife called me and said he was very sick which I knew and I told her you know I don't want to see him when he doesn't know who I am she said well you better get here because he's pretty sick and it was about Thanksgiving Day weekend or a couple of days before Thanksgiving and I tried to get a flight out to St. Louis he was in St. Louis and I couldn't get a flight out and if I could it was like triple the price it was the last minute and so Craig P., whose law licenses that were borrowing, said to me, how about, you ever think about going by train? Tom was from St. Louis, so my grandparents were there, and my older sister was there. And by train, by bus, by plane, whatever way my father could get us there, he got us there. That's a promise he made to my mom when we left St. Louis when I was about four or five, that he would uh, give us all summer out there or my grandparents would come here, but as they got older, we went there more. They only came here once, I thought twice maybe, I don't remember. I was young, but we went there a lot. So um, so I said, you know, I hadn't done that in a long time, but I said, you know, it doesn't sound bad. I checked out the price, the price wasn't bad. Little did I know, <clears throat> that, little did I know there was a 19 hour trip, state New York, down the Ohio Valley, and then I went to Chicago, and then there was a five-hour trip back to St. Louis, which we pretty much passed on the way. But, but Chicago was where the hub was for the train uh, for Amtrak. So um, I was there about a week, I guess. Um, he knew who I was. He couldn't talk. He couldn't walk. Um, he definitely didn't look good, that's for sure. And he was only a couple of years older than me, about two years older than me, roughly. And um, roughly he died about six months later. Um, but he knew I was there, and I spent almost every day with him. And uh, um, on the way home, I was in the Chicago train station, and there were some people who, who I went with seven days before that happened to be there also. I guess they were going back. They were like Amish. They weren't Amish, but they were some kind of similar thing, kind of. I don't know. They had some kind of sect, about six or seven of them. And we were kind of eyeing each other up in the train station. And uh, I was sitting on one side. I had like an hour, I think, to wait for the train, something like that. He was on the other side of the train station, I believe. Right, I was in the terminal at the same time. Right. Mm -hmm. And you can kind of take it from here a little bit. So, And then we'll, we'll chime in together. Well, I, I was coming from California. And, uh, and while this is happening, there's this Chinaman there. And he's got this box. And he's trying to get this box taped running back and forth in the terminal like a, a man who was possessed and I'm saying something wrong with this man so Correct. now he goes to the counter and they're doing a tape-up job to that get this box exactly taped it up because they wouldn't let the an untaped box go on the train and everybody was getting tired of watching him run around the train station saying I gotta get on this train I can't miss this train I gotta get to New York yeah so, so finally they get his box taped Everybody who's there, must have been about 100 people that are waiting in that terminal area, yeah. watching this debacle happening. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm half tired, I'm thinking, you know, I hope he doesn't get on 
my train. Wasn't even the same car. Same car. Wrong. Yeah. I was wrong. So we board the train. I don't know Alan at this point. And the woman says to me, "Do you mind if I sit next to you? Because I'm going to New York State too." So I'm thinking, you know, what harm could it be? You know. So the uh, Chinaman gets on the train, and we're all there. Alan's on one side. I'm on the other. There's about ten people. Together, kind of 15 people maybe all hanging out together. So Alan, Alan's got his entourage on the left hand side. I don't know his entourage, but uh, yeah, some people I just met. Yeah, some people he met. And Alan's a very cordial, friendly guy. So he, he's got this whole group of people he's talking to. And I'm sitting on the other side as though I'm in a uh, monogamous relationship, I'll just say. With her. With her. The Chinaman is walking back and forth. We were, we were really not paying. Nobody's really paying attention. Well, we don't know what he's doing. Yeah, but we're really not paying attention to him. He's running up and down the aisles, and and he hasn't found his seat yet. So right. we're trying to figure out, like, you know, what the fuck are you doing? What's going on? Because everybody now is seated, so we don't know. And he's making a couple of bathroom visits along the way, but we're not sure what's going on with this he's guy. Going to the car where where there was food. Yeah, so he's going back and forth. Like uh, he made us aware of his presence at that point. Right. So we're there, and the. Uh, the woman that I'm with falls asleep with her head on my shoulder. Thereafter, later on, a couple hours later, the Chinaman decides that he's got to get high. But we didn't know that at the point. Yeah. We, we didn't know that at that point. Yeah, so Alan will pick it up from here. So about that time, it was about 11 o'clock at night, and we're in Cleveland, Ohio. The 15 people and I, were all bullshitting, telling jokes and shit, telling each other where we're from, and you know, just being kind of friendly. And so I have to go to the bathroom. And I open the bathroom door, and it reeks of marijuana. And a Chinese guy sitting in the back of the car with the conductor. And I go back and I tell all these people, and they start laughing. Who but jerk would do that? It's got no place for it to go. And we go to sleep. And the next morning, I don't know, it was about 8 o'clock maybe, something like that. Early maybe. in the morning. It was 8, like maybe 8, 8.30, yeah, something 30, like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, the conductor gets on a PA. And he says, we're pulling into Buffalo, New York. And the Border Patrol is doing a spot check on IDs. And we all looking at each other like, what the fuck? We don't know. You know, so, like, we don't know what's going on. And we pull into Buffalo. And there's the Border Patrol. There's the Buffalo Police. There's Homeland Security. And Air Track Police. And they're all waiting for us. And the conductor says, listen, everybody in this car is going to have to get off. And they're going to check a few IDs. And everybody probably be like, unless you have a problem, you're going to get left, go back on the train. So we pulled to Buffalo and we get out. There was about 20, maybe 25 people in the car. I don't know. Like, there weren't that many. Um, and we noticed that nobody else was getting off the train but us, our car. Only car. Yeah, that's right. Or the only car. And they checked a couple IDs and they let everybody back on, except for the Chinese guy. They take his luggage. And his box off and he's talking to them and we, we pull out and then we get to albany and there's a 20 minute rest stop there because you can get some decent food and hopefully you gotta go to the bathroom there's a decent bathroom because the bathroom on the train wasn't that great and the food on the train wasn't that great um and as we're getting off the conductor says you know what happened to that guy and we're all like we don't know you know what happened and he said he had a Three pound brick of marijuana in that box that the Amtrak lady taped up. And at this point, that was about four years ago, roughly. Right. Um, there was a federal fence to go from Illinois to Ohio to New York. Interstate drug. Interstate drug, right? Yeah. So he got arrested, 
And Steph, you can take it for a little bit from here now. Well, yeah, I mean, so <clears throat> while we're waiting for the, the Amtrak officers, Homeland Security, to like just profile each one of us, there's a guy in front of me. I felt so bad for him. He was oh, Indian guy. Middle yeah. Eastern, Indian yeah. guy. Well, he's in front of me. And I could swear he took a dump in front of me, man, because he was scared shitless. You're shaking like a leaf. He man. was scared shitless. Yeah. And I was like, man, how can you know? And this poor guy was like petrified. He was petrified because, you know, he fit their narrative. I'll say their, not mine. I mean, you know, I think people are beautiful to improve and otherwise, you know. But the guy was like, he was shitless from, from the experience. So we end up coming back on the train. And we come back on the train. And, uh, of course, I'm still married at that point. And then... A couple of stops. Yeah, a couple of stops later, uh, the woman who was sitting next to me decides that she has to get off, and she's like, "Stop!" And you didn't get off with her, so we knew you weren't married to her. Right. So, and Al looks at me, goes, "I should not married to her now." That's not your wife, is it? No. <laughs> I said, it's a quick oh, divorce. About, I said for about twenty minutes. It's a quickie divorce. <laughs> Thirty second divorce. So, uh, it was a story that uh, is our, our our beginning there. So we meet. We talk on the train after that. Alan explains what he's doing. He gave me his card. I, I showed him some of the things that I can do. Right. And uh, we both had a love for comedy. So while this trip is still on, going between yes. Albany and New York City, when we both got off, we were going back and forth and having fun at this point, just joking and laughing. And then I got to see at that point just how zany and brilliant Alan was and funny, really, really funny. I go, you know... There's something here. Didn't know what it was yet. And you still don't. And I still don't. But, <laughs> but, but I knew there was a chemistry there. And, and I, I, I saw that in that short interim of time that Alan, you know, was a good person, a good friend, and someone who uh, I'm going to exchange numbers with. And then we did. Yeah, right. And then, and then uh, uh, you interviewed me twice. Right. And I, I, one of the shows was uh, Sleeping with the Fishes. Right. Another one I loved was uh, You Can't Make This Shit Up. Right. And then we, we did something, Ebony and Ivory, with yes, you and another I was putting together a comedy act um, with a black gentleman. He was going to be Frank White, and I was going to be Willie Black. And it was all about how we look at things differently. And one of the uh, bits that I wrote is that um, I'm Jewish, so uh, he asked me, what do Jewish people do on Christmas Day? And I say, we go to the movies and have Chinese food. And then I say to him, what do you do as a black man? And he says, well, you're at the movies eating Chinese food. We're robbing your house. <laughs> so, so we were actually about to get booked in Atlantic City in a lounge by a, a guy, a gentleman I met online. And unfortunately, COVID hit and Black Lives Matter. So we kind of like dropped it. It wasn't the right time. It was, it. It, was a right, it was a good thing because, you know, I always say, and Steph knows this, that all the family and good times and uh, uh you know all those shows that you know even the red fox show controversial you know they were controversial but they're right on the edge but they were funny yeah they you weren't meant, meant to harm they weren't somebody. yeah right they were it, they stereotyped people and um and nobody got offended by it really you know they didn't even, have to be you know red fox did stuff correct right so we didn't want to matter of fact the the name of the comedy duo was I put together was the unpolitically correct comedy duo, and we were going to have a disclaimer if we got on stage together, saying that if you, if you were bothered you, you better leave now. We'll refund your ticket right now, right. because that's what it was going to be about, you know. So, so when that happened and and uh, Alan wasn't able to get that project to launch to take right. off, uh, he had said to me, he goes, you know, 
why don't you and I do something together? Yeah. I never thought about you know doing a show with you that way. I had produced a couple of shows for you. I had fun producing those shows with you. Right. I laughed to my what's the worst that can happen? Find your joy. So we ended up taking on the project and we put it up on YouTube as a matter of fact. From the beginning. First, yeah, from the beginning. Then YouTube changed its rules. Right. And when YouTube changed its rules, we got censored uh, up at Yin Yang. So, you know, it's not fun anymore. And uh, so we found another place. So every week I've been going to Chinatown uh, since I came back from California to get uh, massage or rub down some therapy. And I swore, and I told Alan this last year, I said, I think our Chinaman's out in Chinatown now. He said, what do you mean? I said, it was three years later. I looked and I could swear that's the man. I mean, not every Chinaman looks and he's got alike. A, and he's got a box in his office. Right, and it's, it's half taped up. Right. And I went to the it's bathroom. got Amtrak tape around it. And I went to the bathroom, and I got a contact high for the marijuana. Yeah. So here I am in Chinatown with nothing to do, so I went out and get a cappuccino and, uh, massage and an espresso. <laughs> massage on a contact high <laughs> and a bag of Cheetos. So the guy introduced himself as Jackie Hands, yeah, Jackie you Hans, know? Right. I said, where are you from? He said, Chicago. I said, I must said, so that's kind of our, our, our joke as to how we met and, and where it's evolved to. We're going to continue. We're going to do 200 episodes, God willing. 153 to go. Yeah. So if you like what you're hearing, keep it locked here. What an idiom for idiots is? Idioms for idiots is something that you say every day, like uh, step on a crack, break your mother's back, and you really don't know what that means or whoever said it. 
So we analyze it, like the ones we had a couple of weeks ago, which I point out every week just about. We had one balls to the walls, and we analyzed that as that's good, except for if you're in prison. That's right. Bubba and Tyrone will be right, right after behind you, you real quickly. They'll be right behind you like like stink on rice. Yeah, white on rice. You'll hear the big bass drum. That's that's uh Bend over rover. Yeah, and uh, here comes the steam roller. It's gonna <laughs> come something. You're gonna get more than a headache, I'll tell you that. <laughs> You're gonna get a headache. Not gonna be in the right place though. <laughs> exactly. And you gotta know that a stiff penis doesn't have a conscience, so you're That's in right. trouble. You're in trouble, especially if you're in prison. So, without further ado, let's do number one. Okay. Idiots for idiots, number one. Drum roll. <laughs> All right. So here we go. <clears throat> be good. As opposed to be bad. Right. Be good. Is that like that um, Chuck Berry song, Johnny Be Good? Johnny Be Good. You know, be Johnny Be Bad. Johnny Be Bad. That was a wrestler, wasn't it? It was a wrestler in uh, WCW, Johnny Be Bad, yeah. That was his name, yeah? Yeah. Well, he's not around too, anymore. No, right? you know what? Yeah, well, I think that's what Mark Macero was in the beginning when he first started. Be Good? Johnny Be Bad. Be, Johnny Be Bad? Yeah, from WCW. Be Good. Why would you want to be bad for? It's like children behave. Children behave. <laughs> Yeah, the Tommy John, uh, Tommy Shondell song, right? Right. Yeah, I think we're alone now. now. Right. Yeah. Tommy James and Shondell, I think we're alone now. Right? Be good. Yeah. Number two. Okay. We always hear people say this: be there or be square. What if you want to be? What if you don't want to be there? Or you want to be square? What if you want to be round? Right. What if you want to be a triangle? Right. Be an octagon. Octagon. Yeah. Be there. What if you don't want to be there? You want to be someplace else. Yeah, what if you want to send someone in your place as proxy? I can prove you're not here right now. Yeah. Yeah, right. Well, okay, yeah. okay, you're in Chicago. No. Are you in San Francisco? No. Are you in Detroit? No. Are you in San Antonio? No. And you must be someplace else, right? Right. If you're someplace else, you can't be here. That's exactly right. So there you go. <laughs> Number three. Believe it or not. Believe what or not? Sounds like a Ripley show. Believe, Believe it, it or not. not. So what you're saying is, I'm telling you the truth, believe it or, or not. not. And what if I don't want to believe it? I'll knock you in a freaking head. I don't want to believe it. Well then, there'll be a knot on your head. Like, believe already, it or not. You head. see the knot? It's not really N-O-T, it's K-N-O-T. I'm going to give you a knot. Right, I got you. <laughs> believe it or not, you're going to get a knot. That's right. Not today. Not on my watch. Number three. That was number three. Number four. I like this one. Yeah. Better luck next time. Why should I have better luck next time? I don't have better luck now. Because you just lost three hundred dollars on the machine. So I'm going to have luck now. Why don't I have to? You're going to have to wait. Time. You got any more money? Depends. Well, you got more luck. You got more luck tomorrow. Better luck next time. How much you borrow? Better luck next time. Right. Yeah. Number five. And don't say this. Everybody says this. Yeah. Can't complain. Can't complain about what? Anything. Well, what am Can't I complaining complain. about? Well, you don't have the right to complain. What if I don't want to complain? Well, then don't complain. According to the Bidenisms, you can't complain now. Oh, no, you get... <laughs> Exercise. Exercise. You get flocked, you know. Flogged. <laughs> Put you in front in the, in the, of the, the stocks. <laughs> in the, what do you call them things? The stocks? Yeah, stock. What about, like, right. years ago, like, medieval times, when, like, they stretched the person right, out? Like, the person they out, break yeah, them like in half? Like a brave heart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Brave the, the seven things or whatever they didn't yeah. want to them. Yeah, all you gotta do is get like uh, two hundred horses and get all the senators right. and like <laughs> stretch them all out, <laughs> rip them apart because they're ripping us apart. Right. And number six goes right with yeah. that. Can't top that. Who says so? 
As soon as you can't top that. No. That's the master of ceremonies. What if that? I want to be on the bottom? Yeah. Well, I want to be on the top. Can't touch that. The bottom's less work. That's right. Can't top that. So whatever I got, you can't, can't top, top that. it. So it's like you're flipping baseball cards, you know? Right. Can't top that. Well, yes, I can. I'll trump that one. So my story can't can't be more better than yours. Though. No, no, because it can't top that. Can't top that. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Who makes up these things anyway? I don't know. Yeah. So that's why it's an idiom. Yeah. For idiots. I like this. Why is it idiom for idiots? I like this one. Yeah. This is like stuff. I'm sorry, I don't want to offend any Polish people today. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Alan. Can't unring the bell. Well, how are you going to unring the bell? Now, that's pretty dumb. How can you stop a bell from ringing? I only know one way to do it. And that's after I edit the film. <laughs> I can take well, it out. you can shoot the bell and... Shoot the bell and then... The, the bell's dead. The bell's dead. That's a it. dead bell. Bang, bang. You're dead. You're dead. <laughs> well, that's not even sure. Yeah, man. No, that's right. Sonny's so, gone. Bang, bang. Yeah, you're he, dead. Yeah. He, then he hit it. No, he hit the... Hit the tree. Hit the tree. Yeah, Ski it, right? Imagine that dying. That rang his tree. bell. I don't know how high he must have been. He <laughs> must have rang somebody's bell. It's still, bing, it's bing, still tremoring bing. right now on the yeah, mountain. Sorry, Sonny. Sorry, yeah. I think it rang Charles, Charles, but Chaz, Chaz. He woke Chaz. up as he woke up as his great great grandfather on that Chaz one. went to sleep as a girl and came out of the guy. Chaz. Yeah, that's gotta be. I, 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 you know what? Number eight. I gotta yeah, change somebody, this subject. Yeah. This is like for the casinos. Deal me in. As opposed to deal me out. Deal me out. So if you're playing cards. You want to be dealt in. You don't want to be dealt out unless right. you go to the bathroom. Yes. What do you have? Happy having... meals? No, that's a deal. Deal me. Deal me in. Deal me in. That means you're playing. Right. Okay. How much money you got? Deal me in. Deal me in. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Right. Deal me in. Yeah, that sounds like uh, Atlantic City. Deal me in. Sounds like FanDuel. Deal me sounds in. Sounds like. Sounds like FanDuel. Deal me They're in. They're beeping for you to come in. Yeah. Exactly. You know, we'll put to keep the lights on for you too. That may Motel six. make so sure you can gamble, and if you got to go to bed, we got you covered. Number nine. Do you follow? Do I follow what? What if I want to? Don't want to follow. Right. Do you follow? What am I following? Because right. who says I want to follow? This is a leading question. Maybe I want to leave. I leave. And why would I want to follow you? Do you? Maybe follow? you don't know what the hell you're doing. What if I asked you the same question? Do you swallow? I mean. Oh, excuse me, I'm a follow. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. Do you, I see where my mind is this morning. Do you follow? No, take me to your leader. Do you follow? Right. No. Number 10. Do you read me? How do you read somebody? I know you read a book. Yeah, you have a book? A magazine? If newspaper? you are, I'm going to read this chapter out. Do you I don't, read I don't know. I don't, a newspaper never, never asked me that question. Do you read me? Yeah, do you read me? That is. Like, do you understand me? Do you idea? understand me? Do you read me? Yeah. Take me to your leader. Yeah. Here's a good one here. This is like a famous one. We ask people in New York for directions. Don't ask me. Well, why would I ask you if you don't want me to ask you? Right. Don't ask me. I don't have time for this. Don't ask me. You arrogant son of a bitch. <laughs> bitch. Why would I ask you? Yeah, with that attitude, you know. Why would I ask you with that attitude? I don't ask you anything. Right. Don't ask me. Right. And I like this one here. This is like uh, Oscar and uh, Felix and uh, the Odd Couple. Don't be so picky. Why not? Why can't I be picky? You know, I'm a picky, I'm a picky eater and I like things a certain way. So why can't I be picky about them? 
Because you can't have a special order delivery sent to you because we only make it one way. So you can't be picky. You can't have fact, custom order. I can't go to a drive-in because I like my sandwiches plain and they always screw them up. So I have to go inside. And when I go to McDonald's, which is not too often, or Burger King, which is not too often, I, I always say I want the cheese melted and they look at me like I'm like I got two heads. two heads. When you make a cheeseburger on a grill, do you put cold cheese on a hot sandwich? No, you melt the cheese on the hamburger when it's almost done, so the cheese melted into the hamburger. But they, in their infinite wisdom, have come up with a new solution that they, they heat the meat up and put cold cheese on it. Slap it on and think that the heat transfer will take That's place correct. and that cheese would melt on its own. Correct. But it's not hot enough to melt on its own. But they don't know that. No. They should know that. They should know that. That's a cheesy solution, though. It's a cheapy solution is what it is. Yeah. Unless you're saving money on... Cheapy and cheesy. Because yeah. the gas prices are going up. They probably yeah. can't afford to turn up the grill even more. Probably. That's probably so. Yeah, Thank you, Mr. Biden. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. So, here we are. This was our 12 idioms for idiots. If you like what you're hearing... Keep it locked here. We're going to have some other segments. The next segment we're coming into is, I believe, everyday annoyances. Is that correct, Doctor? Correct. All right. So Alan and I are going to come back on the other side. We'll have some bumper music coming in, and we'll do everyday annoyances. So if you like what you're hearing, tell three people. They'll tell three people. We need to build this network because we are the premier place for comedy. So Actually, I would say tell six people so they can tell six people. Tell six people. So the mathematics is getting better and better. So you can see here, Alan has a good grasp on mathematics. He knows what time it is. He knows what day it is. He knows how to show up here. And I don't even have to wind him up every week because he's here like clockwork. <laughs> Just answer the question. Take um, it. I'm here. That's all, folks. We'll be right back. So in this segment, Al and I are going to discuss everyday annoyances, things that are happening, and Alan, please go first. Okay, I will go first, as I normally do. So as some of you people know, if you listen to some of the previous shows, I'm on a few, actually one dating site, actually two now, one's free, one's not, whatever, um, trying to meet somebody, and uh, I came across this online, the top five dating sites. And then I'm going to talk about each one of them, actually. So, first one's eHarmony. The second one is Elite Singles. Third is Single Singles. 
silver singles, I'm sorry, for Zeus five is match. Now, um, I wrote an email saying all five of these sites are flawed. They do not care about finding a match for anybody. It's all about the money. Uh, uh, it says we have content. Uh, anyway, so there's a lot of negative stuff out there about these sites, and I can tell about each one. eHarmony has 100 uh, questionnaires, and I got a thing two years ago when I filled out their form that says 25% of people can't be matched. Really. No way, no how. Yeah, according Neil Clark Warren doesn't say that. He says they have the most marriages of any any website. Um, Elite Singles. Um, I was on there for a couple of months, and they had the most scams. They had about 12 scams. People that they don't verify people, so people are trying to steal your phone number and your email so they can get a hold of your stuff. Uh, Silver Singles is a bunch of bullshit. Um, I've been on that once, and they, they keep sending you emails after you get off of there, and they just keep hammering the shit out of you. Zeusk, um, they send you people that are too far away, that aren't members anymore, because what happens with Zeus and Match, both of them, is that they keep profiles up after somebody uh, doesn't renew their subscription. So it's always there as a appearing right. as though they are members. Right, and what they do is when somebody looks at them at that profile that's up there, they send that person, because they have their email, that somebody's looking at you to try to uh, get you to come back on. But the only way you can see that is if you join. Right, if you join so back on. It's kind of like, no, 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 no. We want your money. We don't give a shit about you. Yeah. And they don't say when the person looked at you. They could have looked at you last month or last, last year. So you don't know for sure. So you don't know. So they, but they keep your profile and your pictures up unless you tell them you want it down when you do your, and even then they might not take it down. You don't know because you're not on the site anymore. And Match does it too, which is owned by the same company. So you'd have to have somebody looking through you specifically right, on, on their computer, not yours. Right, correct. Only way to find out. Right, they couldn't match me up with somebody, either one of them, if they tried. So you should have your lawyer, you know, the, start searching these things for you. You know, you may, may, have, some foul, you may have some foul money here. Yeah, somebody. <laughs> so that's about the websites. And here, this was an interesting thing. Um, I was in Penn Station after the show last week. I was waiting for a train to come. It was about a half hour, so there's a little waiting, there's a big waiting area. And this lady sitting across from me decided to take her shoes and socks off. How convenient. How smelly. Stinky. How rude. How rude. I think that's pretty rude of somebody to do that in front of other people, but anyway. Well, some of these people in these public mm -hmm. bathrooms are taking baths in well, there. Well, they're taking showers in there, too. Who knows? Mm -hmm. So this is an interesting one. There's a subway commercial called Refresh, Eat Fresh. Roast beef, ham, and cheese. Was there meat before? And then you also say you also say it's the it's in the <laughs> their meat's in the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame meat uh, meat. What the hell? Their meat Hall of Fame. Come on, meat Hall of Fame. The meat Hall of Fame. Our sandwich is in the meat Hall of Fame. Yeah. An Italian sub. They hit over three hundred. And had ninety-five runs better than. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what the fuck? Meat a meat Hall of Fame. What are you talking about? Five hundred in bats. Wow, and stole three thousand bases. Yeah, okay, but anyway, so that was a real whack job. Now this is a fun. This is kind of funny, and I, I, I had a laugh when I saw this. I went to a quick check. If you know the quick check, in Jersey they have these uh, like quick checks in Seven Eleven things. Convenience stores. Convenience stores, yeah. Um, and I pull in, 
And I noticed there's a Dodge truck parked there, an old one, like a 1995 Dodge. I'm a, I'm a car guy, so 95 van. And the back window is busted out, but he's got a, he's got a piece of plywood where the back window is. <laughs> it's customized. <laughs> I guess he can't see out the back, though. No. He better be using the side mirrors. Do you still have the side mirrors? The side mirrors were there, yeah. But it's kind of funny. Like plywood for a back window. Well, I see this car like where I do the, the walk every morning, and it's been parked there on the side street, and somebody busted out the window, the passenger window. Yeah. It's a month later, and nobody's fixed that window. Rain or whatever, the elements, and I'm like saying, doesn't somebody own this car? You know, so apparently some guy must be selling cars in the city, and uh, that street is his. Uh, Maybe that's a strip, his, the strip joint. Yeah, that's his lot. A strip lot. Because yeah. all the cars them. have all different license plates. Same, mm -hmm. you know, some have Pennsylvania, some have South Dakota. Sorry, whoever you are, you know, to throw you out there on the bus. But you need to move your cars there. And while, you, while you're at it, clean up some of that dog poop. You know, why is it people, they take their dog to the park. And they don't clean up the poop. And they don't clean up, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. They don't want to use the bags, I guess. Whatever, if somebody put their head in it, you know. Like, they should you put get their arrested? head in it. They should put their head yeah, in it. Yeah, no, but then you get arrested for like, a, you know, for a, sm a smelly offense. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be pretty stinky. Yeah, it would. So I went, I don't know if some of you have been listening. I went to a Jersey Mike's a couple weeks ago and they didn't have change for a $10 bill. My, my sandwich was 8 dollars I got dollar ten back in time. So anyway, I went there again <laughs> because if they have these point systems, I'm trying to get more points. You get a, If you get 70 points or something, you get a free sandwich or something. I don't know. So I figured, let me go there again, get some more points. So I, I actually, I had the same amount of points I had last time. So apparently, my last time, my sandwich didn't get rung up, apparently. In their in their point thing, so I should have I should have had forty two, but now I got thirty three. But anyway, yeah. so I, I spoke to the manager about it, and his response was, "We're not near a bank. Well, this thing is this place has been there for seven years. The bank didn't move, and neither did they. So I guess you didn't get any closer to the bank. <laughs> That's why you didn't have the change last time, dollar bills. And at the same at the same day, poor excuse. This is the same day. I ordered my sandwich again." And I say to the guy, that guy says to me, what do you want on it? And I said, tomato only. And he reaches for the mayo. And I said, no, I said, tomato. He goes, well, mayo and tomato sound alike. Hello. Well, they don't to me. <laughs> so You're not paying attention. Hello. So this is something funny that uh, I just realized yesterday, actually. I went to the cemetery to pay my respects to my mom and dad and my second mom and and her husband who just passed away not too long ago. And I realized that when I go into the cemetery, I always turn the radio down. Why? They can't hear me. They're not going to wake anybody up. Yeah, right. Well, for some reason, it's just like a like a like reaction that you, shh. like, shh, quiet. They might hear you, you know? <laughs> I wish they would, you know? Yeah, I wish they were still alive. All yeah, of them. yeah, I wouldn't be I here miss, alone. I miss them all, Wouldn't actually. it be nice if like, one of them just like popped out of the... You know, scared the shit out of me. <laughs> I would hang around when you had to say. So anyway, this was in Facebook that I found a little funny. So when you need to show your papers to eat in a restaurant, but not to vote, there's something wrong with our system. What do you think about that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So this is a quote from George Carlin, where George Carlin was a, a great comedian. Way, way, way before his time. Five rules to remember in life. Forgive your enemy, but never forget the bastard's name. That's number one. Biden. Number two, money can't buy happiness, but it's better... It's better to cry at a BMW than a bicycle. That's exactly right. <laughs> okay. Uh, three, help someone when they are in trouble, and, and, and when they're in trouble again, they'll remember you. 
And this is number four. Many people are still alive because it's still legal to shoot them. <laughs> ask Mussolini. Yeah. Oh, no, you can't ask Mussolini. They shot him. In and number five, alcohol doesn't solve any problems, but neither does milk. <laughs> <laughs> Some really good rules to remember in life. If you drink enough alcohol, they'll put an expiration date on you. <laughs> That's correct. And I know somebody that they had that happen to. But anyway. <laughs> All uh, of a sudden, they turn yellow. What's that? Oh, I was drinking too much They start turning gin. blue, too. Yeah, well, so anyway, those are my annoyances out. for the week. What about yours, Steph? You got any? Oh, I got a couple. Let me see. I got to make this mild, okay? You know, I have a challenge going to turnstiles. Yeah, we know that. MTA. I don't care. I can put money on a card, and I'm okay. And then sometimes I'll go to the turnstile, and all of a sudden, that $22 or whatever's on the car, mysteriously an insufficient fare, which I can't figure out. Yesterday, I just bought the car card in a store and trying to use it at the machine. And it gets better. Yesterday I'm trying to go to into Brooklyn and uh, there it is. I said, let me go buy some uh, some cards in the machine. And all of a sudden it's stopping me in the middle. I can't put the money in. All of a sudden the transaction gets screwed up. I said, oh, hell with it. I got a card in my pocket. Let me just use this one here to swipe it to go through. So I go to swipe it. Doesn't want to work insufficient fast. Oh no, let me try the one next to it. I try the one next to it. That turnstile works. So if there's sabotage for me not to get to the show I got here, if you didn't want me to go yesterday to take care of my chores, it's too late. I bought what I needed to buy. And these are some of the minor annoyances that I get uh, going through the week. All because I guess people want to ruffle feathers. They want to get me uh, upset, angry, which I'm not. Want me to feel discouraged. And I'm doing none of those. But one of the things I did do this week, and I'm proud of it, I've added more videos up to Rumble. That's what I got to say. So if you like what you hear in this segment here, keep it here. Alan, where can you find us? Uh, Spotify. Uh, Amazon Music. Uh, Stitcher. Uh, Bitchu. And Red Circle. Red Circle. And our new one, Rumble. Rumble, the big one. We are all over now. We're going to be... On other platforms, Alan and I, we talk about what we can add, what's hot, what's not, where to go, where not to go. We're not on YouTube anymore. No. And for any of you who want to look and see our earlier stuff, if it's any of it still there, good luck. You know, <laughs> that's another idiom. Good luck. Good luck. But we're adios. We're out of here at this segment. So keep it locked here. Alan and I coming okay, back. Wasabi. We'll be right back.
Craig P, 77 Water Street, 35th floor, for Leonard Shoes' office. And uh, we can be found on... We're found on um, Zazzle for our merchandise, our hats, our under, shirts. Under what? Under uh, the Internet Guy or Sindoni Says. So you can find us there. You can find us on podcasts. We can find us on Amazon Music. You can find us on Spotify, Spotify Stitcher, uh, Red Circle, and our own personal site, Son of a, a Bitcher. Bitcher. Let's keep it locked here. Tell me, Alan. And this is just two guys just bullshit. That's bullshitting. why it's called the BS show. And that's and how we met was on a train where some guy decided he was going to smuggle three pounds of smuggle. marijuana. Try tried, to smuggle. And he got caught. He got caught. So this is uh, Alan and I's interesting beginning. And there ain't no stopping us. And this train is not getting derailed. Nope. We're going full speed ahead. So if you like what you're hearing, tell somebody about it. We will see you next week. So Alan, it's been a pleasure. Sayonara. This Shalom. Is it. Shalom. We'll see you next Up week. Up your nose with rubber hose. <laughs> or any place else you want to put it. Yeah, put it wherever you want. Alan's got the hammer, so see you later. Bye. The hatchet. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go.
Bye. 